In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the Coptic month, Kiev. And all the readings of this month are taken from Luke chapter 1. The first Sunday is the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zachariah about the birth of John the Baptist. And as we said, John means the Lord or God is compassionate. So, in the first Sunday, the Church wants to reveal us the compassion of God, the compassion of God. Second Sunday, which is the last Sunday, the Annunciation of um, Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, Archangel Gabriel gave to Mary the name of the baby, Jesus. And Jesus means Savior. Jesus means Savior. So, the, the second Sunday, the Church wants to reveal to us another attribute of God, that He is our Savior. So, in the first Sunday, God is compassionate. Second Sunday, God is our Savior. Today is the visit of St. Mary to Elizabeth to help her and to serve her during her three last three months of pregnancy. And Mary also said her magnificent, in which she said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in the Lord of the Lord, my Savior. So, knowing that God is compassionate and God is our Savior, this will bring joy to our heart. As Saint Mary said, rejoices, my spirit rejoices in the Lord, my Savior. So, the revelation of today that God is our joy. God is our joy. And when we reflect on the magnitude of the punishment that the whole humanity suffered since the fall of Adam and Eve, this punishment is eternal condemnation. Eternal condemnation in the lake of fire. The whole humanity will go with Satan and his soldiers because we were sold because of our sins. And now the Lord came to save us and to redeem us and to transfer us from the kingdom of darkness into his own kingdom and to give us his righteousness and to make us children of God and to give us the inheritance of the kingdom of God. And why he did all of this? Because he is compassionate, because he loves us. When we reflect on the magnitude 
of our punishment and the magnitude of salvation, definitely we will rejoice in the Lord our Savior. We will glorify Him, magnify Him, praise Him, and our spirit will be rejoicing. We will rejoice, as St. Mary said, in the Lord our Savior. This joy actually will be reflected in our behavior. It is not only just uh, we rejoice internally, but this joy will be reflected in how we deal with one another. St. Mary, because she was joyful, this joy motivated her to go to Elizabeth and to serve her in her last three months of pregnancy. When you are happy, when you are joyful, you will be motivated to serve others, to help others. And this is actually our calling to serve others. St. Mary served Elizabeth and also while she was a young girl in the temple, she spent the first 14 years of her life serving in the temple with joy. We see how our Lord Jesus Christ during his life on earth, not only during the three years of ministry, but during all his life, he was serving. He wandered from one place to another place to serve the people, to support them, to provide for their needs, to heal their sick, to comfort the faint-hearted, to preach the gospel, to attend to the needs of the poor. Day and night, he was actually wandering from place to place to help and serve. Service will make us see Christ in the life of others. As the Lord Jesus Christ said in Matthew 25, I was sick and you visited me. I was hungry and you gave me food. I, I was thirsty and you gave me drink, etc. So the people asked him, when did we see you to visit you or to give you food or to give you drink? The Lord said, whatever you did with my brethren, you did it with me. So when we serve somebody in reality, we are serving God himself. When we serve somebody, when you go to visit a sick person, you are visiting Christ. When you give food to a poor person, you are giving it to Christ himself. Also, the people will see the spirit of Christ in us. Because what is the motive? Why you are serving one another? Because we love God. We love him because he loved us. We love him because he makes us joyful because of his salvation. That's why people will see Christ in us and we will see Christ in them. Service is considered a sacrifice.
as we read in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 16, do not forget to do good. Do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So service is offering a sacrifice. And with these sacrifices, God is pleased. It is sacrifice because you give, because you share. You give from your time, from your effort, from what you have, and you share joyfully with others. It is a sacrifice. One time, actually, when people served others, literally, they served God himself. Abraham, Abraham, uh, he actually entertained strangers. Any stranger passed by, he actually entertained and hosted him. And one time, he, he saw three men. He decided to host them and to entertain them. And these were not human beings. These were, the three were God and two angels. That's why in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 2, St. Paul said, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Some have unwittingly entertained angels. So here St. Paul reminding us with this important service to entertain strangers and how Abraham, when he did this, he actually entertained God and two angels. St. Paul continues and says, Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourself are in the body also. So, service is the responsibility of every one of us. Service is not only the responsibility of Abuna and the Sunday school servant, no. Each Christian actually has this responsibility to serve. Each one of us received gifts from God. Each one of us. That's why in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 10, St. Peter says, as each one has received a gift, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. Minister it serve one another with this gift as good steward of the manifold grace of God. These gifts, God gives them to you not to boast in them, but rather to use them to serve others. And when you serve others, you will be a good steward, as good steward of the manifold grace of God. And as you know, in the last day, God will ask each one of us, give an account of your stewardship. God will ask us to give an account of our stewardship. So, uh, we need actually to use our talents and our gifts to serve others. When 
5,000 men other than women and children gathered around the Lord Jesus Christ. And the disciples said to the Lord, let them go to find provisions and something to eat. The Lord told them, you give them something to eat. You give them. And the message here that the service is the responsibility of the church. It is our responsibility to serve one another. The responsibility of the church not only to preach the word of God, but to attend to the needs of the people. As you know, uh, St. Paul himself, when he found there is a famine in uh, Jerusalem, he instructed the churches in Asia Minor and outside Jerusalem to collect money and to send it to the church in Jerusalem to help the poor and the needy. Even when uh, we read in Acts chapter 6, when some widows from the Greeks were not served well and a complaint uh, was made to the apostles, how some widows from the Gentiles were neglected. Immediately the apostles uh, attended to this complaint and resolved the, to have a rank of the deacon. And by the way, the word deacon means a servant. And they appointed some deacons, seven deacons, to supervise this ministry, the ministry of the widows. So the church felt the responsibility to, to, to serve uh, the neglected, those who are in need. Uh, even in monasticism, in monasticism, work and service is a very important element in the life of the monk. Each monk, when he enters the monastery, he is assigned a service, a work, to serve his brothers in the monastery. And we read in the paradise of the monks how all the monks actually were serving the people who are visiting the monasteries and host them and provided also for their needs. Uh, we read in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 about the importance of uh, serving one another. St. Paul says, Let us not grow weary while doing good. Let us not grow weary while doing good. You don't say, you know, it's very hard for me. I cannot do it anymore. No, he said, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. 
Don't lose heart. Be persistent. Be committed. Be devoted. And in the due season, you will reap the fruit of what you sow. But St. Paul said, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. Let us do good to all. All means not only the believers, even the non-believers. Whenever you have opportunity to help somebody, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. So he say, yes, we are called to serve everybody, but especially to the believers, to those of the household of faith. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Also, in his letter to Titus, uh, St. Paul's letter to Titus, chapter 3 and verse 14, he said, And let our people also learn to maintain good works, Let our people also learn to maintain good works, to meet urgent needs, to meet urgent needs, that they may not be unfruitful. God wants us to be fruitful, to bear fruits in our life, the fruit of service. How we should serve? Definitely, the motive here because we love God and we are joyful because of God's salvation, so we feel we are indebted to God. And part of expressing this joy with the salvation of God is to serve one another. We don't serve for our own personal interest that we may be praised by people to show off, to be recognized as benefactors, no. We serve in humbleness. We serve in humbleness. That's why the Lord told us the service is the service of washing the feet. Some people serve to be praised. Some people serve in arrogance. This is not the spirit of the Christian service. We need to serve in humbleness while we are taking the last seat while we know that we are servants of all and last of all. The service should be with humbleness and we keep in our mind we are called to wash the feet of one another. Service also should be with love, sincere and genuine love, not out of duty, not out of routine, but out of the conditional love Because as I told you, each one whom we serve is Christ. When you visit a prisoner, you are visiting Christ. When you feed a hungry person, you are feeding Christ. When you host a stranger, you are hosting Christ. Then our love toward Christ should be manifested when we express this love to our brethren whom who are serving. Also, in service, 
We need to be, the service should be uh, complete and with sacrifice. Complete with sacrifice. Like the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan made a complete service. He saw this man that was half dead and half alive and he had compassion on him. He put oil and alcohol on his wounds. Then he carried him on his uh, donkey. He took him to the hotel. He reserved a place for them. He paid the uh, innkeeper and told him, if you need more money, when I come, I will pay you. So the service here is complete. And definitely there is sacrifice in the service. He paid from his own money to support this stranger, or in reality, this enemy, because he was an enemy. The Jews and Samaritans were enemies to each other. Uh, that's why in James chapter 2, from verse 15, to uh, 17, St. Paul says, If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warned and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, how does it profit? So St. Paul said, if you see somebody needs clothes and needs food, and you tell them, go and be warmed, and that's it, without providing anything, is this enough? No, it's not enough. That's why service should be complete. During this season, we use actually to send gifts to one another. And maybe most of the time we give gifts to those who will repay us back. Uh, but do we give gift to Christ himself whom we are celebrating his birth? And how we give gift to Christ when we give to his brethren. The Lord is not ashamed to call the poor and the needy his brethren. He called them his brethren and instructed us to watch and care for his brethren. If you want to present a gift for Christ, consider to do something good, especially during this season. Think about the brothers of Christ who are needy. Go visit somebody who is sick. Go ask about somebody in prison. Go feed somebody who is hungry. Go get some clothes to people who are in need. And do this without grumbling, as Saint, uh, Peter said in 1 Peter 4, verse 9, be hospitable to one another without grumbling, without grumbling. That's another attitude that we 
should have when we serve one another without grumbling. So how to serve with love, with humbleness, without losing heart, with sacrifice, a complete service, and without grumbling. St. Mary went and served Elizabeth with joy during the last three months of her pregnancy. And St. Mary set an example about a good servant, good and faithful servant. Let us actually learn from the example of St. Mary. And as David said, how can we repay God for all the good that he has done for us? Let us take the cup of salvation, preach it to one another, and while we are preaching and calling the name of the Lord, as David said, let us serve one another with love, humbleness, sacrifice in a complete way without grumbling. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.